You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash peerpleasure. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Check it out today. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of the Peer Pleasure Podcast. I'm your host, Dewey, and we are glad to have you back. So this week, we have Stephanie Plate. She is our guest today. She is the singer for Thera out of Alaska. Now, if you listen to the episode last week with Brock from 36 Crazy Fists, uh, you'll hear us talk about her and uh, her contribution to the song Marrow off their last record, Time and Trauma. And Stephanie, I had never heard of Thera before, which I mentioned I was a little embarrassed about because they're an amazing band from Alaska, where I'm from. There's not a ton of bands from Alaska that are anything notable uh, as far as reaching out to the lower 48 and, and having success that way. Um, there are tons of bands up there, but, but making a mark out of Alaska is difficult to do. So I was surprised that I hadn't heard of Thera in the first place. So I asked Brock uh, after our interview, I was like, hey, could you get me in touch with Stephanie? I'd love to t- chat with her and uh, see how things are going with, with Thera and and hear more about that band. Because the next day I put them on at work and literally listened to it for two days at work and uh, couldn't get it out of my head, couldn't get it off my playlist. So uh, dug a little deeper and got in touch with Stephanie and we did an episode. So Hopefully you guys all enjoy the episode. I know a lot of you may not have heard of Thera, but hopefully a lot of you will after this. Um, We had a good talk. So anyway, so this week has been kind of a crazy week for me. I've been trying to wrap things up for the holidays, uh, take probably a couple weeks off from recording, and uh, you know have a few episodes in the bank that I'm going to use. And like I say, this month, December, is all Alaskans, so... We had John Gorley to start out from Portugal the Man, uh, Brock from 36 Crazy Fists last week. This week is Stephanie from Thera, and Christmas is actually going to be a special episode, which uh, you'll all hear when it comes out on Christmas morning, Sunday, um, our normal our normal release time. So anyways, excited about the year. The podcast has been awesome. Uh, we got a lot of stuff planned for 2017, some really big guests, 
some really fun stuff. So uh, your continued listenership is is really appreciated and really loving everything that's going on right now. So like I said, this week's been crazy. Had a lot of car trouble, a lot of winter storm trouble. Um, the sliding door actually fell off of my van uh, getting laundry out. I opened it up, fell right off onto the ground. Uh, swapped that out for another vehicle, which then a tree fell onto uh, the very next day. And without comprehensive coverage and it being an apartment complex, nothing's going to happen. So, car's still running. Uh, but then, <laughs> yesterday morning, someone decided to steal the license plates off it with the tags and everything else. So, it's gone from bad to worse. It's been an interesting week, but it feels good to be back in the studio with you guys, chatting it up and uh, bringing you guys some more content. Without further ado, uh, let's get some business out of the way, and then we're going to jump into our interview with Stephanie. So we are at peerpleasurepodcast.com. We are at uh, Instagram and Twitter. At uh, Twitter is at pod peer pleasure, and Instagram is at peerpleasurepod. Uh, and as usual, you can get in touch with me at uh, Gmail, peerpleasurepod at gmail.com. Any questions, concerns, guest ideas, um, loving all the comments, getting some really specific comments. So I know you guys are listening, and uh, that feels really good to know that the content I'm putting out there is getting listened to. Uh, numbers increase every week, which is also really cool. Because um, for me, being a podcast uh, newbie, not having an established fan base, being in a band already, and, and all that business, is uh, it's a lot harder to get out there. So really excited about that. Um, so without further ado, uh, let's jump into my interview with Stephanie Plate from Thera. So, uh, welcome to the Peer Pleasure Podcast. Thanks for being on. This is Stephanie Plate uh, from the band Thera uh, out of Alaska, and I wanted to bring her on to talk about the band. And I'm a little embarrassed that I have not. I, I, I guess I'm embarrassed that I hadn't heard of your band until I talked to Brock from Thirty Six Crazy Fist, uh, being from Alaska, and that you guys are incredible. I I just do do not know how I missed that. So I don't want to apologize in advance for that, <laughs> but uh, uh, welcome, Stephanie. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I am doing good. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so were you born in Alaska? I was. I was born in this very town that I'm living in now. <laughs> okay. And where is that? Soldotna. Soldotna. It's about okay. uh, two and a half hours south of Anchorage. Um, I did live in Anchorage for about 10 years after I graduated and... Uh, and out of state here and there a year at a time. So it's not like I've been here the whole time, but I did end up back here. <laughs> That's awesome. And it, and we always tend to end back, you know, where we're most comfortable, I think. I, I would love yes. to get back up to Alaska. I've been gone since 2000, 
uh, November of 2000 and been back twice and that was for work and well, no, three times once was to play, but, um, the other two times were for work and, and man, I miss it. (laughs) Portland's getting overrun with people and, and it's so expensive and, and it's outrageous. We moved here to get away from, uh, paying more to move to Seattle. So Portland was cheaper and now it's complete opposite. So, but, uh, so how did you end up getting into music? Were you into music from, from childhood or was something that hit you yeah. later? Yeah, no, I was singing since I was tiny. My, my parents tell me stories about walking through the store with me with like as a five-year-old and just like singing at the top of my lungs. <laughs> um, and my dad was a singer, and so he kind of taught me um, – here and there. And he, he taught me how to belt. A lot of people are like, wow, you sing loud. That's from my dad. Okay. (laughs) Um, and yeah, I mean, I just, my parents encouraged music. And so, uh, me and my brother both play. Yeah. Very cool. So I I do, I, I know what you're talking about with belt. I mean, your voice is extremely powerful. And that's the first thing. The first thing I heard was the song Marrow from 36 Crazy Fist okay. record, Time and Trauma. And I heard your voice come on. And this was before I talked to Brock. So I was like, man, that is a really cool voice. And then it just got you know bigger and bigger. I thought it was just going to be something in the background. And then when your actual part comes in, it just blew, blew me away. I was like, wow, who is this oh, person? And I saw the name and I was like, I have no idea who that is. And... Uh, <laughs> Then yep. talking to Brock, I was, we talked about Marrow because Marrow is a uh, getting a lot of attention for them, and it's a little bit different from what they've done in the past. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't want to dwell too much on on Thirty Six Crazy Fist, but um, that's when he brought up on the podcast. He's like, "Oh, that's Stephanie from Thera. They're Alaska kids as well." And I was like, "Wait a minute, what?" So mm-hmm. I went home that night and and checked it out, and I was literally listening to it for the next two days at work, and huh. uh, and just really blown away. So. Um, yeah, it was such an honor to be on that album. I was I was blown away that they wanted me to do guest vocals. So that's <laughs> awesome. what uh, what what went into preparing for that? I, I mean, I know a lot of people do guest vocals and and uh, but I mean, how much how much control did you have over what you were doing? Did he say just I go for it or control? Yeah, it was amazing because he was like, "Hey, I I have this part. I want female vocals, and I don't really have any ideas. So go crazy." And so I completely just did whatever I wanted and I pitched it and he was like, yes, I love it. Let's do it. So that's awesome. Did you, did you write your own lyrics or did he have Uh, lyrics he wanted? No, uh, I actually rarely write lyrics. A little secret of mine is that my husband is the lyricist of our band. Really? Okay. Yeah. And he also plays guitar. Ronnie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So he wrote the lyrics for me. (laughs) Nice. <laughs> it, it was really nice though. Brock gave us the lyrics of the whole song and he was like, here's what this is about and here's what I'm feeling about it and try and go off of that. So we we worked it in, you know. Okay. So it, it flows. It's not just like some random verse of lyrics. Sure. <laughs> that's that's great. I mean the the it came out really well. So and I didn't know that you didn't write most of the lyrics for Thera as well. That's interesting that you can put that much you know, power behind, you know, something that didn't come from, from you, you know what I mean? Where, where it came from you lyrically and then comes from you performance wise. That is really cool. Thank you. Yeah. I think it's a cool process. I mean, 
we work really closely as we're writing a song we're writing right now and it's like as I come up with melodies and and tunes like Ronnie will be like here's what I hear there and a lot of times I'm like no I'm not I'm not saying that come up with something else (laughs) um but yeah I mean he's he's a great writer and so early on when I was first starting playing music I just played guitar and I wrote songs and played in coffee shops and I knew right away that writing lyrics was going to be like a total roadblock for my ability to write songs. You know, Uh I have melodies and things I want to do and I have like no words to say. I'm, I'm kind of a, you know, I'm a very uh, technical writer in, in my career and Uh you know, I, um, yeah, that's never been my forte to say the least. So we make an excellent team. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. He's more the the mm-hmm. I guess the artistic style and you're the more analytical. Yes. Um which I guess comes in handy with your I guess it could come in handy for both, you know, playing guitar or or vocals, but being something that you you have control of that way coming from an analytical side it might be cool, I think. Um yes. you know, where you can critique things and and see what you're doing wrong and know how to fix it or or something you don't like actually be able to analyze it and and because uh, you're an engineer, correct? Yes. Okay. Tell me about that. You 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 work for uh, what is the company called? It's called Trihydro Corporation. Um, it's mainly environmental consulting. Um, so we, we we work with some major refinery companies. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, early on, I've always had a passion for music, but I kind of grew up on the poor side, and so I thought. I want more stability in my life uh-huh. than just pursuing music could offer, um, especially with the industry. Yes, uh, <laughs> right now, and and the type of music that we chose to play is kind of a smaller demographic. I mean, mm-hmm. we're not pop, so I just feel like we would never be rolling, even if we were pretty successful. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I I did music and and school and now I do music and work and it's, it's never been as challenging as I think some people make it out to be. I, I hear, you know, like people on the voice or those shows and they go, well, I dropped out of school and I quit my job to pursue music full time. And I always think, well, you don't need to do that. You can do both. <laughs> it's 24 hours in a day. Like, yeah. Why? So yeah. now I get to do both. I have the security of a, career and I get to play music and yeah that's excellent and you can is it something where uh, I work in in construction and as a uh, a plumbing detailer um, so I work with a lot of engineers and there I mean there's some good hours in the in the day that they put in um, how much freedom do you have to tour and pursue music um, and still work at the same time yeah I have been lucky um, with the the employer mm-hmm. and depending on the time of the year and the big projects we have going on if I time it right I can basically take what I need so okay. um like the tour we went on with 36 crazy fists was what three weeks long and then we took a week at the end and went to Italy because we're like well we're already in Europe uh-huh. <laughs> as well so yeah I took four weeks and you know, as long as I'm, I'm contributing while I'm here, which I try to do. Sure. Um, 
my employer is, uh, they're pretty flexible, which is great. They, they want you to have a good, uh, work life balance, you know? So, sure. Yeah. yeah. And are you able to work from the road at all or, or do you just leave it all behind and come back to it? Yeah. Uh, it depends. Um, when I, when we did our U S tour, I just, I didn't bring any work. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, we were not going to be on Wi-Fi and, you know, very erratic schedule. Um, but I was able to do some work while we we're, uh, in the UK mm-hmm. and <clears throat> some of the smaller things, like when I just take a Friday so that I can go up to Anchorage and play a show, like I just skip, you know, okay. so. Okay. And, yeah. um, so how did, how and when did Thera start? Yeah. So, uh, Ronnie and I have been playing music since we met. That's actually how we met, um, back in 2002. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and then we kind of, we cycled through band names and band members as people do. Um, and then Mason joined when we were down in Oklahoma, we were down there for a year and a half to two years. And mm-hmm. he's actually from here too, but we, he had moved down there with another band and, we hooked up down there. It was pretty cool. Um, and then we all moved back up, picked up Steven on bass, and then a few years later, Dustin. So we've had a bunch of different members in there, but we've been with this <clears throat> group for about, <clears throat> excuse me, um, three years. Okay. And I mean, it's just, it's a really good group of people. They're just good people. You know, when you, you like to be around your band members, that's the best situation, especially if you're on tour, you really just get to know them really well. (laughs) (laughs) And if you have some, uh, grading personalities that can be really hard, but yeah, they're good people. Well, they become your family on the road and they say you can't choose your family, but in this case you kind of can. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But you can't choose on, you can't choose what you find out and what, you know, what transpires that way with people on, on the road and, and being on tour. And that's, that's yeah. something you find out quite, quite, uh, quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you guys, have you guys done much touring or have you just done the, the U S tour and the European tour? Yeah, just the two. Okay. Well, tell me about yeah. the, tell me about the U S tour. How did that go for you guys? Were, were you with 36 on that too? No, that was a self funded do it yourself. Um, we had been in Seattle for about a year, and we planned to come home. We couldn't like get jobs. It was really tough job market at the time we were down there, and we were like, okay, before we go back to Alaska, let's like leave the U.S. with a bang. So we just started planning a route and booking shows throughout, mm-hmm. and spent about sixty days on the on the road in a van and with a trailer and we slept, you know, hotels here and there strategically mostly camped or took turns sleeping on the bunk we built in the back of the van. Okay. And, uh, we played about 22 cities, I think. And some of the cities we did multiple shows. What we ended up doing was we couldn't book like as many clubs or bars or, you know, like the rock scene as we wanted to. So we ended up also, uh, learning a set of our stuff acoustically. And, oh, okay. and so in some of these cities we would go, we would play <clears throat> a coffee shop or something like that and then promote the show that we were playing later on. Okay. <laughs> Double the, dipping kind of. 
Yeah, and it was really fun. We met some really cool people playing the acoustic stuff. And I mean, both, but I feel like we we had a lot of fun playing both um, ways. But the acoustic sets always, mm-hmm. they have like a, a soft spot in my heart, you know. Yeah. And are you guys going to record that stuff? Uh, no. Are you serious? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. You guys need to record that stuff. That would be amazing. Yeah. That that stuff does huge too. You would you would sell some serious records doing that. I mean, especially you know when heavier bands mm-hmm. break it down to acoustic. I mean, that a lot of bands are going that way. But the way you guys went about it was interesting. It was more for survival, and that was yeah, that's really yeah. cool. I mean, and we we used to go to malls and with a discman and and play our record for people at the mall because we were hanging out huh. there because that air conditioning. Yeah waiting for yep. the show that night and trying to get people to come out. And that, that would have been a lot uh, better use of time to actually yeah. set up another show. You know, yeah. you guys are going about things the, just the right way. And, and with a very intelligent uh, focus on, on, on business and, and actually, you know, being comfortable. And I really admire that because, you know, you guys aren't a new band, but right. as far as touring goes, you are fairly new. So, Coming up with an idea like that is really, really impressive. Um, so you you said the, the acoustic stuff had a special place in your heart, but you don't want to record it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe I I love recording. I, I being in the studio is so much fun. Um, it just I guess I never thought about it being like that marketable, but maybe I think I I think you should take a long hard look at that because okay. I think. With your voice and the song, I mean, listening, I've spent a lot of time with the songs in preparation for this podcast because, like I said, I had not heard the band before and, um, you know, I've been throwing the links through email to all my buddies and, you know, people at my podcast network um, saying, hey, have you heard of this band? And uh, Matt from Emery's on my podcast network and we were texting the other day and he's like, oh, I know that band. I was oh, like, yeah. what? Wait, how, how do I not know this band? He's <laughs> like, oh, they're great. I was like, yeah, great. Never mind then. <laughs> you know, I yeah. feel like I was the last one on board. But um, <laughs> you know, the the musicianship is amazing as well, and and I think that would really translate to something like that. I know um, a lot of those guys, like Emery's doing acoustic shows all over the country, um, just playing in people's living rooms. You know, it opens up so much more, um, yeah. and it also appeals to other fans that may not listen to the music to begin with, uh, and yeah. then go the opposite, go from acoustic to you know, the full band. Um, right. So the other thing I want to talk about with that is, is uh, when you brought up recording is you guys have worked with some big names and that watching that documentary uh, of you guys recording. Well, the first documentary it was, well, it was, I think it was the, in the storm um, kind of teaser. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking at the microphone that you're recording with. And my cousin worked with Casey and, I was like, man, that's the microphone him and Casey use exclusively. And then, mm-hmm. I, then I'm like looking at the guy at the desk and I'm like, wait a minute. And then it takes a shot of him sitting. There. I'm like, that's Casey Bates. What is going on? And uh, so you guys have worked with some big names. How did you get involved with Casey? Um, you know, I am a little bit ignorant on that story. Uh, I think Steven, our bassist, somebody is going to be mad at me because it might not be him, but... I think he just reached out and said, hey, we really like some of the albums you've produced. Uh-huh. And 
I think one of the main things was just in Seattle and it's easiest to get there from here. Yeah. Um, so we were just shopping Seattle, like who, who are the good recording studios there? Uh-huh. And, and then we all totally jumped on board after listening to, you know, the, the albums he's produced. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's done some good stuff in a wide variety. Yes. He's got a podcast. Yeah. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't. He's got a podcast. Well, he might, he might have you guys on after this. But he's got a podcast where he goes back through and talks to members of bands that he recorded, and they talk through the recording process of that record. Um, oh, cool. So, like Fear Before, the March of Flames, and and this Providence, and um, you know, he's got them all on there, and and they sit back and just kind of reminisce, and it's kind of cool, and and uh, you might enjoy listening to that. But um, cool. the other when I was sending when I was sending uh, songs around, I sent uh, this last week's episode was with Mike Kaminsky, um, and I sent. Uh, link to him and he's like man this is really good I'm gonna sit with this for a little while and then I he manages Casey Bates and yeah. so I sent him a text saying hey that check this video out that's Kate they've recorded with Casey he's like what how did I not know this <laughs> and uh anyways just a lot of surprising moments which were pretty funny but um so and how was working with Casey did you guys enjoy it, it did you guys awesome. I mean he's yeah. very he's got his way and and I I've always loved watching him work um, yeah, he had such good input. That whole experience was really cool. We we went down there with like our songs were like maybe ninety percent, you know, and we we're like, mm-hmm. well, we want to leave a little wiggle room in here. And I was kind of nervous about that, mm-hmm. you know, like we're gonna walk into the studio with like not fully complete written songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but it worked out because he had such great input, and then we would just be we would record during the day and we go back to the hotel and Steven would be like adding his, he does like synth work and, um, you know, like it, I don't know, like he uses his computer to add yeah. cool stuff. And, uh, and then Ronnie would be tweaking the lyrics here and there and we'd go back and they would just end up being like, yes, this is exactly what we needed. <laughs> So that was a really cool experience. And how much time did you have with him? Uh, the whole band was there for, well, the, the guys were there for two weeks and I was there for a week. This was one of the unfortunate, we have a big project and so I can only be away a week uh-huh. situations. Um, but it worked out. Uh, they laid down a lot of the, like just the drum tracks, the bass tracks while, before I got there. Mm-hmm. And then I was there till the close. So, um, I wanted to be there the whole time, but I, I couldn't, but it worked out. Yeah. Two weeks. Well, how did that feel going from, you know, 90% complete to basically completed besides for vocals, walking in and, and having to lay yeah. that down? Were you able to focus more or were you a little terrified? I was terrified. Yeah. I was so nervous. Like at every day I would talk to Ronnie and be like, what did you guys change? What did you do? What am I going to be walking into? Yeah. Uh, I I try not to be a dictator when we're writing and and you know but I'm like I'm a lead singer like this has to work for me too right <laughs> yeah I do absolutely. say I have a touch of lead singeritis but um, I try to it's a democracy so if I get outvoted on a certain part or like we shouldn't be going heavy here or you know those sorts of things mm-hmm. um, I'll normally cave. But so I was really worried that I wouldn't without 
being there to throw a fit and say, no, <laughs> we can't go heavy here or whatever. But no, it, it actually, I, I walked in and it was like, I could see exactly why certain things changed or whatever. And, and like I said, Casey had such good input that I couldn't not agree. Yeah. You know? So he's got a, I mean, he's got an ear for things and that's why yeah. he's been so successful. He's fairly simple too. I mean, really simplistic with his setup. Um, you know, and, and makes records that sound like you're in a, you know, a million dollar studio with, yeah. you know, just the basics. And that's something I really like about him is, is just, he knows, you know, the importance is the performance and he can make anything, you know, sound like a million dollars as long as the performance is there. Yep. So, well, that's great. And, and so you guys then went back home and, and did, were you guys there to mix and everything, or did you have to kind of send things back and forth? No, we went back and forth for mixing and mastering. Okay. And uh, so after that recording with Casey, and jumping back just a little bit, you guys also worked with Matt Goldman, correct? Yeah, we did. That That was, uh, we had met like his manager or someone when we were on tour. We mm -hmm. played the um, Cornerstone Festival up in Illinois. and. Okay. Uh, I think our drummer at the time, Benny, had met him and was like, holy crap, you recorded Under Oath, which was a huge influence and one of our band favorites. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, like we could totally look at getting you guys in the studio. And so as soon as we heard that, it was like a goal. We were like, yes, we're making this happen. <laughs> we're going to fly across the country to record with Matt Goldwyn. And that was really cool, too. Um, yeah, he... He he's a character, yeah. <laughs> but he has awesome uh, ideas too, and yeah, it, they were both uh, really fun, different experiences, but both awesome. Yeah, and did you were you able to be out there the whole time for that one? Yes. Okay. And yeah. how does he differ from Casey? Like, is he a lot more? Uh, does he more one way than another? Or? What's going on, guys? This is Dewey. I want to tell you about some new releases coming up from Equal Vision Records. As you guys know, Equal Vision Records is my family, and so are these bands. I really want you to check these out. We've got Hot Water Music with their 10th studio album, Vows, out May 10th, featuring guest appearances by Dallas Green of City and Color, Thrice, The Interrupters, and Brendan and Daniel from Turnstile. See them on the 30th anniversary tour with Quicksand in the States in May and June and Europe in November. Hotwatermusic.com for more info. We also have Be Well with their new 7-inch, A Tap I Can't Turn Off, out now. First new music in two years from this band. This band is incredible, featuring members of Battery, Bane, Darkest Hour, and Fairweather. See them on tour with I Am The Avalanche in June. Equalvision.com for more info on that. And just your general information on Equal Vision Records, you're always going to find something you like at Equalvision.com. Go there for vinyl and merch from all of your favorite bands. Check out Hot Water Music's new record and Be Well's new 7-inch now. What's going on, guys? This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms, 
They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, they have an awesome thing they're doing right now called Splits. Now, if you're working, as most people are, online, doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, you can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze. And you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid. And I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash ppp for 30 percent off judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the chumba life is for everybody so go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure. And I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers, tier one, tier two, and tier three. Tier one is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier two gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier three is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the Passcast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls well, with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the Passcast. The Passcast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of, of that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of, of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable 
part of your month because I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. Uh, (laughs) time management, I would say was the first thing Mm -hmm. we were so nervous, uh, recording with Matt that he would be like, yeah, I'll meet you guys there at noon. And then we'd get a text at like 1145. Yeah. It's going to be more like two. (laughs) And we were like, we have a ticket to go home. Like we, we can't just like, do you know what I mean? So we were nervous that we Uh weren't going to get done, but he, he had uh, control of the whole, you know, like we don't know how he works. And so mm-hmm. it was really nerve wracking for us, but of course we finished on time and everything was perfect. And, um, but it made us nervous. Um, he, he, uh, I mean, same as Casey, they both just know how to make good music. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was just like, uh, let's, let's not, <laughs> he's a little bit like, um, like uh drier than Casey I don't know how to he would just be like stop doing that don't (laughs) don't do that (laughs) we're not gonna put that fill here what are you thinking um but like in a funny sort of friendly way uh Uh, but no he he would it was really fun to work with uh especially doing vocals with him uh I mean it was it was a while ago uh like 2012 we recorded that so I'm I'm trying to like think of memories right now that I'm I'm coming up uh, short, but <clears throat> I remember uh, doing vocals with him. I it was my first time like really being in a real studio too. The other things we did were kind of like our buddy's garage sort of thing, mm-hmm. you know. So I was you know in in heaven, yeah. Like just being able to s- sing into a real mic, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. And do you, do you, how is the studio for you vocal wise? Do you, how do you keep your vocal booth? Like, do you like it dark? Do you like it light? I mean, is there things you like to have around? I mean, I know everyone's got a different style. You know, I've seen people that put the mic against the wall and put their arms on the wall and just push huh. into the wall while they're singing. I've yeah. seen, you know, people like to sit down people that, you know, are holding the mic. I mean, does it depend on the song or do you have a specific kind of uh, ambiance you like to have when you're when you're creating I like it to be a little bit darker I don't I want everyone out of the studio except for Ronnie and uh-huh. um and obviously whoever's recording the album and yeah. then I I have the mic right in the middle and then I I tend to move a lot and I I, I use my arms and like the motion to like get the energy and the intensity mm-hmm. Um, so I have to make sure that I wear things that are really quiet uh-huh. because, you know, those mics pick up on that movement. So, yeah, um, that's basically how I had it set up and it worked really well. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I my main worry always is that I'm going to lose my voice. Like at the end of a show, mm-hmm. my, my voice, it, because I'm singing so intensely, I guess, it's always a little bit weaker than it was at the beginning, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're singing for like that for like two or three days straight, 
I'm always nervous that the the last song I record is going to be like 50% as good as the first song. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll do like complete vocal rest on the when I'm not out of the studio, like mm-hmm. after I start, obviously. Um, and then, yeah, and of course, like the two weeks headed up to that, I'm like so nervous that I'm gonna get a cold because these sorts of things you can't really just be like, no, I have a cold. Can we push it by two weeks? You know. Mm-hmm. And it just like before we went on on tour with Thirty Six. I got laryngitis about two weeks before we left. Oh, no. Completely lost my voice. I have never been that stressed out in my life. Just what am I going to do Like if I don't have my voice back when we are on the plane? Going, yeah. Hey, like, oh, my gosh. That was, that was hands down the most stressed I've ever been for like two weeks straight. But it came back. And then... <laughs> And then it was this delicate balance after every show, like drinking, pounding the water. I've never drank so much water ever on that tour. And by the end of it, I'm like, man, I just like feel so healthy. Like I really need to keep this water consumption up. And uh-huh. of course it doesn't. I'm like, <laughs> why is drinking water so hard? It's like the easiest thing you can do and it's so good for you. And I'm like, oops, I forgot to drink water today. Yeah. It's really all you need, but <laughs> yeah. Well, on that on that subject, I uh, do you change? I mean, I guess on show days for uh, for you, maybe do you change your diet at all, or are there things you you ex- uh, exclude from your diet when you need to perform? Or um, you know, I know some people you know don't eat for a few hours before they play. Some people eat right before. Some people don't do any dairy. I mean, mm-hmm. for your voice, is there anything specific yeah. you've found that works? It's so funny that you mentioned dairy because Ronnie talks about not eating dairy and I continuously make fun of him for it because (laughs) what, where's the science behind that? But let's not get into that. Um, I, (laughs) I, I try to make sure that I get a meal about three hours before the show. Cause sometimes, you know, like you're busy, you're setting up, you're sound checking, I'll forget to eat. And then right before the show, I'm starving. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not really going to work out if I eat a cheeseburger right now and then try and go sing for an hour. Um, And I mean, the same thing. I try and drink like as much water as I possibly can. I, I don't remember like when I realized, but it makes such a huge difference. If you're just like massively hydrated, Mm -hmm. I can, my voice does so much better. Um, And I also, I have a little secret where I, pound the Hull's menthol cough drops. Okay. I s- start like the morning of a show and I just like pop one and then I kind of have one in my mouth like every hour. Uh-huh. And it might be like a placebo effect, but I feel like it really just that menthol, I don't know, like it smooths out my my vocal cords and yeah, that's that's my my go-to show day routine okay have you tried the throat coat tea and anything like that yeah i have um but it's one of those things where like i i can only really stomach doing it once in okay the day. you know like in with the cough drops i can just like keep popping them you know yeah i know licorice root helps as well um it has oh, kind yeah. of a soothing effect but it tastes a lot better <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um and do you do you warm up at all uh, do you or do you do- just kind of go in cold no Okay. Oh my goodness, if I tried to go in cold, that would be so bad. 
with the with the type of singing I do, like I have to warm. There have been shows when I didn't, when I spent like maybe less than an hour warming up and I felt it. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. get to the end of the set and you're like, oh my gosh, my poor voice. And especially it's bad when I'm like talking in between because it's like the talking range of my voice. You can really tell that it's going. Yeah. So then I'll start saying less and less in between the songs. and But yeah, when on show day is the best. Normally we play in Anchorage. I really dislike playing in my hometown. Sorry, everyone sold out. Not <laughs> um, but so I'll sing basically the whole way up to Anchorage. And I start off like really mellow, like uh-huh. just singing like the really, really mellow stuff. And then by the time I get there, I'm doing like some more like heavy singing. And then, you know, I, I'll get into like the range where we, we sing, you know, I'll be singing along with maybe like Adele or something. Uh-huh. She has the right, like, all right, we're cooking now. Yeah. Uh, and, and then I'll rest my voice for, you know, I try to rest for at least an hour and a half to two hours before the show. So I get real warm and then kind of chill. Okay. And that seems to be the ticket. You found it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. And, and I mean, you feel, I'm sure you feel a lot more confident on stage after finding, you know, what yeah. works for you and going out, especially, I mean, you guys have been doing some, you guys open for kill switch up there, correct? And, and mm-hmm. at the Egan center. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And, uh, I mean, do you guys have more plans, I guess, for getting out of Alaska as far as touring goes or in the, in the near future? We want to. Um, it's always like kind of on the back burner, like. But we we want to do it like we did with Thirty Six. We don't want to try and do a D, a do it yourself um, uh-huh. tour again. It's just too much work, and it's so hit and miss. You you play like one really awesome show where the crowd is like super into it, and then the next show there's like three guys at the bar. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> it's hard playing to an empty room, but. Um, yeah, so we keep our eyes open for, like, upcoming, like, maybe tickets that we can get on, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but basically, that's it. Like, it's all, it's on our radar, but we haven't, like, made any, like, major moves to make it happen. Okay. And you and Ronnie just had a baby, right? Yeah, okay. he is one year and seven months old. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so right about that stage where... Um, he's a little bit more like manageable uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. the calm before the storm again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so right. when you guys could do like a you know say you guys go out for another three weeks uh you know on tour how's that going to work with with your child you um, guys have well, you guys talked about that yeah we're uh really blessed that my mom is actually our nanny Oh, awesome. She is also kind of a uh, hippie vagabond, loves to travel, loves to just like wing it, Uh you know? So it's the perfect situation. And I think we would just take them both. That's awesome. Hit the road. Yeah. That'd be a great experience too, I I think. I think, uh, and and especially um, as your child gets older, being able to see what what mom and dad do. And with this case, it's mom and dad. That's pretty awesome. I know. I would love for him to experience that. I think it would be such a cool thing. Yeah. And we were saying earlier, I mean, how when you're recording vocals, so I know a lot of people get nervous, and, and but you said you like to have Ronnie in the room. Do you like to have him in there, or is it just, no. I want everyone out, and if Ronnie wants to stay, that's fine? 
No, I actually do, because um, he kind of like he knows what I want. Uh-huh. So like maybe that who who's ever is recording at the time like they don't exactly know um, the intention. Uh huh. You know, and so like oh, maybe I'm not quite getting it how I wanted it, and and he knows, and so I mean he's obviously on the other side of the glass, but mm-hmm. uh, and then I can kind of be like, was was that? what we're going for. Do you know what I mean? Just like having that other person who, who knows what I am am shooting for Yeah, in the room. Okay. It's like a liaison for you where you can, you know, in between takes, Mm -hmm. he can, he can speak for you and you feel comfortable with that. And yeah, see, that's a really cool, that's a really cool bond you guys have there. I think that's something really special. And, uh, you know, being together for so long and, and, uh, it's just cool that you guys are creating together and, Mm-hmm. And, uh, I love to see that, you know, and I love to see that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, like you were saying, you know, the band just being good people. I mean, Alaska, I can't express it enough growing up there. I mean, the people you will find up there are just the best people, I think. And, and uh, sorry to everyone else in the world, <laughs> but Alaska is filled with just great people that care about each other and are creative and strong and and it's it really comes across uh, you know in your guys's music that um you know that that work ethic and the talent is there and it's just it's really blew me away i mean uh it's been a long time since a band's come around that um that i've just thrown on my spotify at work and just left it on and just play through and and that's why i mean that's why i wanted to have you on the show after talking to brock and i was like dude can you, you know, get me in touch with Stephanie? I want to talk about this stuff because, I mean, that's what's cool about having a podcast is you can do whatever you want. You can say what you want, you know, and, you know, people like it or they don't, but but you can bring on what you're interested in. And and uh, I've loved being able to do that. And I'm really glad you came on. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. And I, I wanted to talk a little bit uh, about the European tour and, and kind of your mm-hmm. thoughts on that and how that went. Because that's, I mean, that's the other big venture out into the yeah. world. And that can really coming from Alaska, going out into the world can really change your views on things and, and, uh, those experiences. And, and, uh, how did that, how did that work for you? I can honestly say that tour was like the best experience of my life. And that's with having a husband and a child. Um, uh, it was really fun. Um, we shared the tour bus with 36 and they're, like you said, just amazing people also. Um, they, they've done so much for our band. They just like really took us under their wing and have always are like rooting for us, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, and the whole scene over in the UK, excuse me, Mm -hmm. is so different than here. It's, and maybe it's because we were on the ticket with an awesome band like 36. Uh, but also it just seemed like people were so, involved in the show like from the very first band that opened Mm -hmm. they were there they they were watching and into the music do you know what i mean yeah and having played it's almost like a a lot of the places in in the u.s that it's like let's drink and hang out and while there's a band playing yeah you know what i mean um and so that was really cool to experience and just I had never been to the UK, and so every day you wake up in a new city, and you're, like, wandering around trying to find some coffee, and mm-hmm. just, like, <laughs> such an amazing experience. Um, and, yeah, 
the only thing, the only thing is I was not a fan of the food over there. Okay. It was, uh, I just like ate cheeseburgers. <laughs> they were like <laughs> mediocre. Uh, I should have been a little bit more adventurous, but like the, the, uh, what do they call the breakfast that, you know, with all the, the beans and the blood sausage and the, the, the full breakfast. I forget oh, what no. it's called up there, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, the rest of the band really just like every day. It was that just like, dug in. Like, yeah. I, I was not a fan, but, but the whole experience overall was amazing. Um, we, we met some really cool people over there, um, that still like comment on our Facebook and our mm-hmm. different stuff. And they're like, come back to the UK. And we're like, <laughs> Absolutely. The next chance we get, we're there. Did you guys stay the whole three weeks in the UK? Yeah. Wow. Okay. And yeah. that's, I know 36 is bigger over there than in the U S Brock was saying, yeah. um, I've, when you describe that tour, it's exactly, it's hilarious. It followed note for note. Uh, when we went to Europe the first time with everywhere's new, which is cool. Every, I mean, go, like I've said before, going to the bathroom, you've never been there before in this place. I mean, the U S you tour enough, every, you start to recognize like a Chevron bathroom. Yeah. Uh, like oh, I was absolutely. just here three weeks ago. Wait a minute. Um, but everything's new. And the people are a hundred percent different. They yeah. they're appreciative that you're there. They're excited that you're there. They yeah. give you more than pizza. Um, they and they want you to play for like three hours. <laughs> and you know we weren't yeah. used to that. We had we were playing like forty five to an hour sets on yeah. headlining tours. And over there we had to come up with you know, almost three hours worth of material. And we had to start playing songs acoustic just to make up for time yeah. because they're paying, paying so much for a ticket. And then it's like a dance party afterwards. So everyone stays all night and it's oh, so yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, but that genuine, you know, appreciation for what you're doing yeah. is something you don't get in the U S anymore. Right. And, uh, I love yeah. that you brought that up because it's, it's exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. I felt with with that, and, and was there any like big stories or or you know hilarity that happened over there that you can remember <laughs> that that stick out in your mind? Um, we we left Kyle thirty six drum, drummer at our first stop. <clears throat> we left him behind, and and he was like, "What the fuck, guys?" Uh, that was a uh, pretty funny. Um, but you I left him I, at the venue. Uh, no, like the, we, we left London and we like stopped for gas, I think, and left him at the gas. Like we hadn't even gotten to our first city yet that we were playing <laughs> and we left. Yeah. that. How was, far out were you when you realized you uh, forgot maybe, the drummer? Maybe like 30, 40 minutes. Oh my God. Yeah. And you know, he didn't have, he couldn't call us yeah. because none of us have like the, I think... I think we got texting after that. <laughs> like, okay, maybe we should figure out a way to like communicate. <laughs> One of us vanishes, <laughs> and then we we did like head counts. It was actually good that it happened right away. <laughs> we never left another person. Yeah, um, yeah. I think my favorite place to play was Bristol. They there was this awesome venue on a boat. Mm-hmm. It was like still in the water that they had converted to this really sweet music venue and man that was such a cool show people were like up on different store levels of the 
of the boat and you were like playing in the front of it that it's hard to explain but that's an amazing venue if you anyone is ever over in the uk go see a band play on Ilka. that sounds badass such a cool experience oh that's awesome and so that tour you know was huge for you guys the u.s tour not so huge but also a cool experience yeah you know getting you out there the other mm-hmm. thing I wanted to touch on was you guys, the first thing I noticed when I, I went to YouTube first, it's like, wow, there's all these music videos and they mm-hmm. look fantastic. And that Thank was, you. and then I hear the music and I'm like, man, this music, I mean, this is not like a small band from Alaska. Like this is a professional <gasps> band <Tricked> and you. <laughs> you totally tricked me, <laughs> but, but who does who does the videos and who comes up with the concepts because there's some really cool stuff i mean there's uh i think it's um i forget this it's about house fire um it's the door that's on fire and the girls running through it and you guys are you know out on the flats and and Mm. i mean the imagery is fantastic and so who who is it's the same person that does your videos or is it someone in the band no, uh, so that one, um, someone, I forget his name now, I feel terrible, um, but he contacted us and said, like, hey, I want to enter a video into this Alaskan music video contest, and I really like this song, and I think I could do a cool thing with it, and so he did it for free, and then had, like, complete creative control, but I, his ideas were amazing, and, um, yeah, he basically just came up with that whole idea and shot it, and we benefited from it being our music. Uh-huh. Uh, <clears throat> and then uh, the other one, the, the more recent one, Ancient Mariner, that's our old drummer, Benny Moss, went to film school, and kind of the same thing, he, he wanted to do the video for, I think, for a project uh-huh. at school, and he was up here for just a couple weeks. And so he came down and we went out to the beach and he took a few shots of me singing. And then the rest of that was filmed at his studio down in Florida. Uh-huh. Um, with, I love that guy who, who does like the captain. Yes. Man. I was going to comment on that. That yeah. guy, that I, stare he does is just I captivating. <laughs> like you're going places. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Straight to the top captain. <laughs> Straight to the yeah. water that one though um and that's uh yeah benny did that and he's in he has since graduated and he's in uh california doing film stuff interesting okay is he still doing videos or was that just for, uh, <laughs> no, like i'm gonna do a music video as a project and i want to do movies or yeah i think his his end goal is to do movies and i think he's like on like a set crew right now okay doing the the ladder you know uh-huh gotta, gotta start at the bottom yep yep absolutely now i wanted to talk about ancient mirror that video because i watched it three times and it's separate times so i well i didn't i watched it twice listened to the song first mm-hmm. and heard the song the song was great uh and brock had mentioned me because I, I, I was texting him as i was listening to this i was like dude i'm to tell him what song i'm listening to he's like yeah ancient mariner is my favorite and i was like oh, okay I, I went and listened to that one and it was great. And then I was like, cool, go to YouTube. And I was doing something at work. So I had the video on with no sound. Mm-hmm. And so I saw it with no sound. I was like, man, this is a great video. But once I combined it together, I got, I was doing some work the other night and, and I put the video on, I took a break and I just watched the video 
and I'm sitting in my house and it's dark and I'm a computer on and I'm watching it. And the combination of the music and the video and that where you start, it almost looks like you're crying at one mm-hmm. point. Yeah. I it was, was like, like my white squall moment where I started to actually physically tear up. Aww. And it was so, it was so weird because I was like, okay, I know what's happening here and I know what's happening here, but the combination of both and just that emotion. Yeah. I literally started tearing up. I was like, this is ridiculous, but it, I have it was great. I have to be honest. I, that was just the wind in my eyes. I was going to ask that. I was going to ask was that. Pulling Benny, that. Don't, don't put any of these that look like I'm crying. Please don't use the crying shouts. And he did. Yeah, it's perfect. It's great. <laughs> I wanna I want to put a link to that on the website and, and stuff. I like it when people can listen to the podcast and we talk about something, they can go to the website and find it. Um mm-hmm. and see what I'm talking about. And maybe it'll affect them the same way. Cause it was just so powerful. It it felt like I was watching Titanic. Like it was uh-huh. back in the day when I was younger and it was like really affecting me. Yep. But now it's like, wow, this she's really feeling this. And now I'm feeling this. And it was <laughs> So to admit that to the world, I totally cried as I was watching that video. <laughs> and uh, I haven't seen something like that in a long time that makes me... Te- I mean, stuff that pertains to kids now will make me tear up because I have kids. As Probably yeah. the same for you. Um, you know, a movie where a kid gets abandoned or, or you know, horrible home life or whatever. And yeah. and uh, that that other video started to affect me. The one... Um, oh, yeah. With, with the, yeah, the same one with the house fire video... Where the, they're at home and the parents are fighting and the girl's trying to run away. Yeah. That, God damn it, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I wanted to put that out there because I want people to watch it. And, and I mean, it's it's powerful stuff. And it's, it's hard to put that stuff across, you know, um, in a genuine way. And I think you guys do a great job. So, Thank you. Um, and that's hilarious. I was going to ask you if it was a wind in your eyes because I I remember being <laughs> out there in those areas and when it's cold enough, you just start tearing up and you can't even tell sometimes. Yep. But, well, well, what is the future plans for, you know, next year? I'm sure you guys are wrapping up this year and, and do you have some plans for next year to record? Are you guys writing? Yeah. We're writing right now um, and it's been really fun because I feel like it's been ages since we were writing. Um and yeah, I, I, we haven't gotten like really into the plans and, and what exactly we're doing the next year, but, mm-hmm. um, we just wanted to start writing. We'll probably knowing us, we, we all love to record so much. We'll probably be in the studio in 2017 mm-hmm. and, um, play some cool shows if they come up. Um, yeah, I mean, that's. We're just kind of going with the flow. Okay. Well, that sounds great. I mean, that's just take it as you can. I mean, you guys are yeah. stable where you are. So the fact yeah. that you're creating and not having to starve for it is, is right. nice. <laughs> you yeah. can relax and just really put out what you want to put out instead of what you have exactly. to put out. Yeah. So. And that's, it's such a nice place to be in where we, we were just talking about this, like as we, as we're writing the songs, like, let's write exactly what we want to write and not worry about like, well, this isn't exactly palatable for major demographic or this will never be on the radio or, you know, like, well, Mm -hmm. who cares? Like we're at a place where like, let's just write what we want to write. Like this is just what we love doing and let's do it for fun and for ourselves. And if people 
love it. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And then at the end of the day, you totally feel, uh, you know, proud yeah. of what you've done. There's no, there's no regrets, no hangups. It's, exactly. you know, we put out what we wanted to put out, did yep. what it did. You know, it definitely affected me. I'll tell you that. And I, and it's a solid part of my playlist now. And, and I really hope, uh, things go well for you guys. And, and, uh, at least you get to where you want to get to, you know what I yep. mean? Um, if, if full time is not what you guys are looking for, you know, you're doing what you want to do. You're stable. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't ask for more than that. That's so awesome. And, and having a catalog that's, I mean, sound wise is, you know, phenomenal is in, and the songs are amazing. I mean, um, but you have something really tangible, um, that I talk, I talk about this all the time, but having something for your kids too, that when you're gone, they can listen to mom's voice. They can listen to dad's guitar. They can hear dad's words. Like it's something that's so cool to me that, that that'll be around forever, you know? Um, and, and, and affect people the way it has. So, um, really proud of you guys and, and what you're doing. And, and I hope, um, you know, you guys get to where you want to get and, and, uh, are you going to do a, uh, another spot on the new 36 record? Um, if they ask me to, <laughs> I'll never say no to those okay. guys. I know they're going to be down in my neck of the woods here recording. Well, they, they are now, I think. Um, and, uh, we'll put it in Brock's ear. Say, get them back on <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> well, awesome, Stephanie. Well, I really appreciate you being on the show and, and, uh, I'm going to put links to all this stuff on the website for people to hear and, and, uh, and check out the videos and, and, uh, try to get the name out there a little bit more. And, and I really appreciate you coming on. I know it's kind of out of the blue. Hey, do you want to do a podcast? Um, Thank you so much for having fun. me. Yeah, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on. All right, guys. Thanks for listening another week. That was Stephanie Plate from the band Thera from Alaska. Uh, as you heard in the episode, we talked a lot about the song Ancient Mariner, uh, which is Brock and I's probably favorite song uh, from that from that EP. So, the video is amazing, and I'm going to post a link to it on the website, but I'm also going to play that song for you here, um, Ancient Mariner from Thera. I'm going to play it all the way through for you guys to check it out. So um, we'll come right back.
All right, you guys. Well, that was Ancient Mariner from Thera. Uh, I'm glad you listened to the whole episode here. If you're here at the end with me, um, I had a great time. So I really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, next week's going to be a big episode as well. Our Christmas episode, uh, our very first Christmas episode with another uh, Alaskan. And then following that on New Year's Day, we are going to have another special guest. And I'll give you a hint on that one. He is responsible for the outro music to this podcast. Uh, if you have been listening religiously, you will probably immediately know who I'm talking about, the one and only. But if you don't, uh, it'll be a surprise on New Year's Day. So anyways, we are really glad to have you guys with us. PeerPleasurePodcast.com, uh, Instagram and Twitter, uh, PeerPleasurePod at gmail.com. If you need to uh, send any kind of comments or questions, uh, we do appreciate getting those, uh, good or bad. Uh, we've had a lot of really great uh, specific comments, so appreciating that, and uh, really glad to have you guys once again. So, Stephanie Plate from Thera, all the links will be on the website. Uh, thanks for listening another week, and we'll see you next time. for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.